Welcome to another edition of All This and the Oscars 2, Awards Daily's podcast on all things Oscars and more. I am your editor, Clarence Moy, and I'm joined by site owner Sasha Stone to chat with Academy Award winner Jennifer Hudson, whose acclaimed turn as Aretha Franklin in Respect just received a Screen Actors Guild nomination. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast and congratulations on your nomination. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. So let's get started. Um, Tell us about the process of being chosen to play Aretha Franklin and by Aretha herself. Tell us about what was involved in all that and what your emotions were involved once you hear that she's the one that that sort of handpicked you to play her. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, it takes a while to just process that alone, you mm-hmm. know, which is very exciting. But mm-hmm. then once we got started to dive into the character and and the actual project started to happen that's when it's like when you realize how huge of a task that is you know at least for me like as far as building the character musically yes I was very familiar with the music um but then some of it I wasn't as well so to build the character learn of the time which she grew up in um learning her different layers of her you know as a person finding those characteristics of her different things so it took took a lot of um development and to be able to look from that perspective the piano learning the element of the piano as well which is the thing I started with first um Mm -hmm. throughout all of it and then it was just layers and layers of her to tap into, actually. Mm-hmm. Of all that research that you did, what, what helped you connect with her the most? What was that one piece of data or information that said this is who she was? Wow, I don't know if I can say <laughs> it was exactly one thing, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it, when it's someone like Aretha Franklin, like I said, it's so many different layers. So then first there's the musical layer which has layers in itself, you know, the musicianship, the artist, the singer, the writer, all of those layers. So finding that out, then the person, you know, learning more of who she was in depth, learning what it was like to be a woman in the time in which she grew up, learning what it was like to be a, a preacher's kid, learning, you know what I mean? Learning what it was like to be a child prodigy so young. So again, it was so many different layers I can't attribute that to one set thing or even I think oh I really want to answer that um (laughs) I know I know for me digging into her you know her faith knowing she was a woman of God and a woman of faith that was important to maintain throughout her as her character went along in the film and musically to make sure the gospel was present throughout in her music I think those were the two things that I kept in the forefront of my brain you know while portraying her yeah. Um, you have a, I would say, a God-given gift to sing. It, it's really, you have one of the yeah. most remarkable voices. And so does she. And that's what's weird about you playing her because she knows, she knew that you were wow. the only person who could capture that. Um, not just the, the ability to sing, not just the your absolutely crystal clear voice, the power behind it. But I do think that there was a level of faith involved. I think that that is the thing maybe that connects the two of you together is that when you're singing, there is this idea and knowledge that you are connected to something. And I'm, I'm talking like somebody who's religious and I'm totally not. So 
forgive wow. me if I sound like an idiot, but um, wow. it, to no, me, it don't. seems like when you sing and when she sang, there was something otherworldly about it that you couldn't put your finger on. And, and I've only seen that in two people and that's you and her. So I feel like that, you you know, I don't know if you knew that while you were um, singing her songs in, in the years that you did sing it before you took on the role. But when you played her, then I saw the, the um, you connecting with her uh, outside of, of her just as a singer, but, but her as a woman, her as a mother. Um, I don't know. You just, you seem to be really responding on a personal level to mm. Aretha Franklin and, um, what was it like to, to know her and to meet her? Was she, what was she like as a person? Hmm. Wow. First I miss hearing from her. Um, <laughs> she, she was a very, very quiet woman, but very present. She's a kind, as they say, when she said what she said, she said what she said. And that was that, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, she didn't speak a lot, but when she did, it meant something and it counted and you didn't forget it, you know? Mm -hmm. So she had a very strong royal you know, regal presence about herself, um, but very quiet at times. Yeah. At times being around her, I, I was like, I don't know how she feels, which was tricky <laughs> to portray. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people as far as character has very distinctive, like uh, bold or, or obvious mannerisms about them. Whereas she didn't, she was very mm -hmm. subtle. And so I was like, how do I tell this story with those same subtleties that she had where, you know, she had minimal facial expressions and minimal words. And it was my job as an actress to be able to tell the story with that same delivery, but still be able to tell the story with um, not much speaking and not tons of expression because she, she didn't give away a lot, you yeah. know? As I would tell my cast members, if I don't make you feel slightly uncomfortable where you don't know where you stand, mm -hmm. then, I'm not doing my job, you know, because that's something I was able to pull from in knowing her, you know, because you just never knew. Like at times I was, I would walk up and say, hi, Miss Franklin, you know, like, does she see me? Am I here? You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of thing like that. But <laughs> that was just the, the, her own unique presence that she had, you know? So that was something that I always kept in mind too. Well, you nailed that because like Thank the you. scene in the, from the scene in the recording, you know, when you're meeting with the, with Mark Marin, that character, and uh -huh. you know, you're, you are just your, your face doesn't really give away how you're feeling because you don't want to upset that the guy that you're with, so you don't right. want to like step in front of him, but you know, you are, it's such a, it's such a great performance in that way, because you are always searching your face. What's she going to do next? What's she going to mm -hmm. say next? Well, maybe she's not going to say anything. Maybe she's just going to sit down at the piano and, and start playing. And yeah. uh, I love that. It was just very sort of surprising. So just about you, like, when did you, I mean, this is probably crazy. I should know this already, but when did you start singing and how did you know that you had like the greatest voice ever? <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Um, I started singing in church. I was just saying my first solo was at the age of seven and it was, it was on Easter Sunday and I was saying, much Jesus bed across the lawn. And I forgot the words in the congregation had to help me out. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I like Miss Franklin come from, you know, those church roots mm -hmm. and a singing family. Um, and so that, in that way, I think, you know, we parallel and relate a, a lot of ways. She's a woman of faith. I'm a woman of faith, you know, which is why that was so key and important that that was present as well. Um, again, I, my grandmother, that's where they said I got my voice from her. Um, she led over a hundred solos in the church choir. 
Um, and, and I was a lap baby sitting on my godmother's knee in the choir stand and the sopranos couldn't hit the note. And then I said, out of the blue, I hit the note. And my godmother said in that moment, mark my words, this baby is going to sing. And here I am. Wow. What a story. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. You had no idea. It was just... Um, yeah, that is very much. And sometimes I think of the two of you and I, I can't like, I mix you up, you know, your life stories wow. are so similar, even though I know that she went through like the 1960s and, and, you know, there was a different time and, and all that, but, um, but how has it been for you this, um, you know, how has it been able been for you to try to launch this thing with so many barriers like that people can't go to the movies and you know you can't show up and you can't you know I mean has it been a little bit frustrating do you think and you so know far, what it, it 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 you know it's I don't know I like to move with the times you know and it is a different yeah. time and I think it, yes it's made things more difficult um, but I call it where there's a will, there is a way type of time. Mm. <laughs> and, and we're all pushing through it as best as we can. And I'm just still grateful that we have a platform, you know, whatever it is, um, to still be able to do our craft and use our talents. And, and it is, a, it's an interesting time. And I think it is just, you know, for all of us, but we just have to, you know, make it do and make the best out of it that we can. Um, yeah, it is. It, it changes every day. It seems like what is it really happening? does. I mean, we don't it even know what's going to happen next week, but nope. um, did you, do you, um, was this a dream role for you? Like, did you think, did you ever, did you feel pressure? Well, you already said that you did. And I just wonder like, cause I know that, you know, you, you, you have been acting and you have been singing, you have been doing a lot of stuff and you're, you know, you're, you perform a lot. I loved your um, tribute to Denzel Washington at the Thank AFI. You. That was so incredible, man. Um, I, it just really brought the house down. And uh, I think I figure like if, if you can ever get into a room <laughs> wow. during this and sing for these people. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I just wonder like, you know, was it, was it, a, was it a sort of a, um, a, a daunting thing um, to say, like, I'm taking on this role of this person who is, you know, my idol, but also, you know, just a legend and, and uh, I don't want to screw it up. But of course you didn't, you nailed it. But I wonder, did you ever feel that way a little bit or? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> to the point I still think about it, you know, being a fan, I'm a huge fan of, of Miss Franklin, like most of us are and most of the people in the music industry. So that, that kind of made it tricky at the same time, because when you know, who it's for and, and what she means, it makes it that much more scarier. And yes, it's exciting to have like someone you look up to in that way and it being such an icon as Miss Franklin um, to choose you to play her. But then when you think about, oh my God, I have to play a, this iconic world, universal, timeless icon. Like it, it just, so I doing during the filming process that everybody's like, you seem so calm. And it's like, no, I'm not, but I, I, I can't think about that right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it, it became, it is my dream to play her. You know, my American Idol audition song was share your love with me by Aretha Franklin. That was my introduction to the world, wow. you know? So, and it was a, my dream to play her. So to get her blessing, to do it on top of that is like, beyond insane and amazing and then add on the time span of that we first met about me playing her 15 years ago and maybe 16 since wow. the new years I didn't <laughs> okay that. Wow. yes 
it was two years after I won the Oscar for, for Dreamgirls. And so um, that was the first conversation. The film wasn't made until what, a year and a half ago or so? So right. all of that time. And then, so when it finally started to happen, I'm like, is it really happening? And even <laughs> feeling like that, in the beginning of the early production stages, you know, because it, it was something in the making and, and we've been waiting to do for so long, you know, so it took moments for me to be like, no, this is really happening. And then when you think about it, how do you even begin to tackle or prepare for something of that magnitude? You know, where do you start? Even just, I would think of the writer or the, or the director, like what, what do you cover? Everything in her life was legendary and iconic, you know? So from Dr. King to Dinah Washington, to Sam Cooke, to her father, you know? So it's like, how do you, how do you narrow it down? What part of the story do you tell? Or even the music, picking the songs, what songs do you choose? And then having to interpret them. The trickiest part with that, I have to say, with the music was, I'm a fan. So yes, I know the yeah. music, mm -hmm. but when I had to sing it in context of the film, we, I was like, we can't jump ahead. We have to, in these scenes, she didn't necessarily know these songs, like Ain't No Way, for example. So mm -hmm. therefore I had to unlearn it and treat it as if I was learning it in that moment, you know, versus singing it like the record we know it eventually to be you know so that got tricky i've never been in a position where it's like wait unlearn the song versus fully knowing one you know and then interpreting it as a narrative through a film versus singing it as a a, a radio record you know a polished radio record well you sure did that i listen to your soundtrack all the time i just love all the versions that of songs that i know really well but like i hear this Yay. new way of singing like respect for instance a song Anyway, wow. Clarence, go ahead. You had a question. Well, no, I, you know, Jennifer, you were talking about unlearning the songs. And I was going to, I had a question about how you approach these performance sequences, because you do come from a American Idol performance background. And then of course, Dreamgirls, where you literally stopped the show with that fantastic rendition of, and, and I am not telling you, I mean, I've, I, I don't think I've ever heard of an audience except for like a, occasionally like a Marvel movie where they literally stand up and cheer and just yell and scream and just rejoice at that number, the wow. way that that did with dream girls. I mean, I will never forget when I saw that at a screening, see that sequence. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. So given all of that, given that background, you know, and then this idea that you had to unlearn these songs and relearn them from her perspective as the character that you were playing, you know, what else was complicated about those performance sequences? Because I, they're so brilliantly done. I mean, they're just, it's so much fun to watch you grow as Aretha through the film and through her comfort level with performing, you know, t tell me, talk to us a little bit more about filming those sequences. So many things, as you was asking that question, it was so many answers coming through my mind. Um, one being the arc. Mm -hmm. Think about it, Aretha, my Aretha starts at about the age of 17. Yeah. So therefore there's a vocal arc with her voice maturing that goes into what, mid thirties. And then there's an arc musically, a genre of the different genres because she started out what in church, then singing standards then finding her way to her own artistry. So both of those things create a timeline, like vocally. Like I'm at the time, I'm a 39-year-old woman emulating a 17-year-old girl, you know, that is Aretha, not even myself, you know? So it's like a, it's, it's a arc 
in that and all the music was live so it's like and it was not shot in sequence it was out of sequence so it's like okay we're hopping from different eras of her life and different genres of her life and different circumstances that she's in which changes the narrative of the song because sometimes the songs is the narrative in the film or sometimes it's a radio record sometimes it's in a concert so all of those things vary so that I would say uh, all of those things um, made it that much more challenging and then lastly I would say um, by it being live and in the moment the hardest part for me, I, I found myself trying to figure out how to balance was when it, it when I had to act, sing and add emotion on top of it, you know, where it's like, especially the emotional vids of like, how do I um, just hold on to the essence of what she does and also allow myself to come through where I could deliver the emotion as authentic and honest as I possibly could. Um, so that is when I caused me to try to figure out a balance of like how to balance all of that, you know, at one time. Well, you, you completely nailed that scene in the church at the end, which I think is what you're talking about. Like that you can really see for me anyway, excuse me. I could see how the, everything that you live through, everything that you just showed us that you lived through was in that scene. She's gone through these relationships. She's almost killed herself with alcohol. She's gone through the ups and downs of her careers of like, they want me to be a jazz singer, but I don't want to be a jazz singer. I want to do my own thing. And then I'm here, I am back in the church and, you know, I've gone through all of these, like, and then you sing. And, and to me, anyway, I could see the entire transformation on your face and your performance in that last bit. Wow. And I was just like, man, she nailed that. Like, it's a really good scene and a great performance. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Go ahead, Clarence. Sorry. Uh, no, I just had one more question for you, Jennifer. Um, you know, obviously you knew Aretha going into this, but as you started to film and as you started to live her life through the script, were there, was there anything that you discovered about her as a person that you perhaps didn't know before? Wow. Um, I can't think of like anything, um, in particular, the thing that sticks with me, I guess, is just her determination to still be able to prevail, prevail and get through all the things that she got through to become, to still become the queen of soul, you know, mm-hmm. like people forget um, under those legends and icons, it's a human being with a real life, you know, yeah. Yeah. and to see her, it makes you respect her that much more when you know the circumstances, the conditions, uh, the hardship, the real life that took place. And she still made it. You can't help but to, at least I can't help but to be inspired by that. So inspired by that and so inspired by you. And uh, thank you you for taking the time to talk with us. It was such a pleasure. Um, Thank you so much. And good luck. And I hope I get to see you, see more of you as the season. I hope so too. (laughs) I hope so too. And I'm gonna sing for you too. Yes, Let yes. me out the house. My dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jennifer. Take care. Thank you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Don't you know? 